welcome to episode four of What's the Purpose podcast. If you haven't been here before, welcome. My name is Abby. And I'm Ayana. And today our uh, topic is going to be how vulnerability is not a weakness. Um, something that I feel like is going to be something good to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but before we start, we are going to just ask some rapid fire questions just to like start off. Um, so the first one is going to be, would you do like, or I guess rapid fire is going to be like day or night. So morning or nighttime. Nighttime. Every time. Why? I just love the nighttime. First of all, actually, when I was going to go to school for nursing mm-hmm. before COVID, I knew in my head if I was going to be a nurse, I'd be a night shift Overnight? Nurse. Yes. I feel like it'd be a lot, it'd be way better that way. I don't know reason. why. Maybe it's like, I feel like at night I'm more productive. I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. And during the day, like, I just love to vibe. Like, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be outside <coughs> during the summertime. I want to be just like out in the sun. I can sit in the sun all day long and mm-hmm. then at nighttime get my stuff done. Okay. I would say morning. I like getting up super early and getting everything done. Like my goal, if I like on the weekends, Mm -hmm. if I'm not tired enough, I'll get up really early, get everything I need to be done. Like I always want to be done before noon or 11. (laughs) Then I feel like I have my whole day. So. Because think about it. Every time we're going to link up or do something. (laughs) First of all, you are up way too early. (laughs) be like don't text me before 10 <laughs> I literally told her do not text me before 10 because I'm not answering no I'd be ready to talk at like 6 30 like conversation for real yeah, no I'm I'm not that way I think maybe though once I have kids or something that maybe. might change because obviously it has to but like yeah being young and single and having no kids, oh, I'm sleeping yeah. all day. Even when I did have Enzo, like, I still would be up early. I've just always been a morning person. I was. Did like, you, were you like that in school? Like, were uh, you, like, ready for school? Um, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would wear makeup every single morning. I'd get up at, like, 530. <laughs> <laughs> do my makeup. I Literally, was, <laughs> and she'd be like... How do you get up every morning and do your makeup? I'm like, I just get up early. Where am I with you? (laughs) That's so funny. I didn't start being late to school until I got my car. Mm -hmm. And then that was like the thick Anastasia, like eyebrow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The full beat, like before school, I was late because of that every year. I mean, every day. Every day for the whole year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Second question is um, to you, even though you are 24. What do you think the best age is? 30. <laughs> In my opinion. I just feel like once you're 30, like, it's like, just so beautiful. Speaking from experience, right? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I've lived it. I've done but it. But I feel like 30 is, gonna, is like, going to be really fun because, like, I don't want any kids, like, under the age of, like, two mm-hmm. or, no. I don't want no kids Uh-oh. after the age of 28. So I could have my 30s and thrive. Period. 30, flirty, and thriving. Exactly. One of my favorite movies is 13 going on 30. Have you ever seen yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love that movie. It's just, ever since I've seen it, that's what I always think of when I think of 30. So hopefully my 30th is the best. Because if it's just not, like I'm the movie. Be, <laughs> <laughs> if not, I'm going to be pissed. Right. Okay, last question is... Um, What's one food you would never give up? One food? Yeah. 
Um, it could be a snack. Um, it could be anything, really. I guess I would never <coughs> give up even like dairy. Yeah. Like ever. I love cheese. Like, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, I feel like every time I make something with cheese, you don't be wanting to eat it. Well, because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> But what? I still suffer because yeah. it's so good. When I used to work at the mall, yeah. they had a cheese store above us on the oh, first no. floor. Yeah, I'd go up there all the time, like, a little too often. Right. Like, do you guys have, like, a punch card? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, you just are here every day. Yeah. But, no, I could never give up dairy. I know that dairy, there's, like, a lot of health benefits to giving up dairy, but mm -hmm. I Not never. really an option for no. me. Mm -mm. I don't see it. For me, um... One thing, I don't know either, probably like sushi. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that. That's, that's that one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking about it right now. Kyoto after? Yeah. <laughs> I just went there on, what day was that, Sunday? But no, even though I felt like shit. I'm yeah, like, you have. Hey, Kyoto. <laughs> I agree. No, I love, um, I love sushi. I just feel like when I'm eating it, like if I get a few rolls, I get so full, but then I'm hungry right, right after. Right after, like, yeah. That's, you gotta like either eat it slow mm -hmm. or just, you don't have to sit there. That's why I like Kyoto, because you could just sit yeah, there. And graze. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, well, those were the rapid fire questions we had. So now we can get into how vulnerability isn't a weakness. Yes. So, I'll let Mayana take that. Oh, Or gosh. start it out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, first of all, I think we... Well, hold on. Last episode, we did say we'd have a special guest yes, on this episode. Yes, we did. One. But, um, shout out to DJ and his girl and family. They just yes. had a baby. So, we um, will be doing that next, next week. Next week, for yes. sure. So, we kind of just threw this together. Right. But... <laughs> We still wanted to talk about it because I think vulnerability is a strength mm -hmm. that it takes a long time to fine tune. But mm -hmm. once you master vulnerability, you win. Yeah. And our culture is so hard and the world is creating such a hard spirit for people, whether that be... The way you were raised, your upbringing, your yeah. bad experiences in life, it can really tarnish the softness of your heart, yeah. which is directly correlated to vulnerability. Vulnerability is like your ability to express yourself, your needs, and all of that stuff Yeah. so that you can better everything. Yeah. Um, Would you say you're, um, you, do you feel like you're vulnerable yourself? Yes. Okay. I wasn't always that way, though. Yeah, same. Yeah. I didn't think I, I wasn't for a long time. So just, like, recently, maybe within, like, maybe a little under a year, I've been more vulnerable. Yeah. Because I'm ready to express how I feel at all times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to cry while doing it, mm -hmm. angry while I'm doing it. I'm going to say what I need to say because you're making me feel this way. Mm -hmm. You're and, making me feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or I should say that, yeah. like, no, but this is how I feel, yeah. and I need you to know how I'm feeling. Right. Yeah. Because I think that's really important. I think that vulnerability really correlates to emotional safety. Yeah. 
So if you feel like someone is not being allowing you emotional safety, like every time they talk to you, they dismiss your feelings. Exactly. Yeah. They um, invalidate them. They're almost argumentative. Like, well, what the heck? Yeah. You're not going to have vulnerability with them because they've shown you that every time that you are vulnerable, they don't care. They're they just dismiss you, it. Yeah, they're giving you negative reinforcement mm-hmm. for expressing that. Then you start questioning yourself, like, dang, what what did I do wrong? Yeah. But no. Yeah, because it gets flipped, and that's <coughs> sometimes unintentional, even like manipulation, where someone will say. If you come to someone with a problem and in the end you're now the problem, it's like, whoa, I was just telling you that I felt this, 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 and now we're here. But emotional safety is something that I've even had to master with myself first so that Mm -hmm. I can give it to other people. Um, You know, the dialogue that you have in your head with yourself and like the way that you like talk to yourself is almost the way that you will talk to other people. It's like you're... I don't know if anyone else does it, <laughs> but it's like I practice, like I practice what I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. and I'm imagining what they're gonna respond or how they're gonna respond, yeah. so I can have my comeback, <laughs> or just know what I'm gonna say. Then it's like when I get there, I just freeze. Mm-hmm. But that conversation in your head, like, is scary sometimes. It is, and truly, you know, even for the generation that we're raising now, and by we're like, I don't have kids, but I understand. Like, the influence that you can have on a child's life, whether they be Enzo or my niece and nephew. Like, I really, really want young kids to have emotional safety and to know, one, the way that we speak to children becomes their inner dialogue. Yeah. Every time. I have a friend who had a mom who was extremely emotionally unavailable to her. She was hurtful. And up until recently in the last two or three years was she able to almost unlearn all of that stuff because it was pounded into her head since she was a little kid like even in her friendship with me she would show up that way yeah and I'm like why is that like we're cool but then as I've gotten to understand her and life and how the way that her parents spoke to her it just it's all from where like you grew up and Mm -hmm. how much like you said parenting is like the root of it yeah So, yeah, that's how I feel about with, like, kids and stuff now is, like, listening to them, knowing what they're saying, validating it. Because their, like, life and, like, the way that they perceive everything Mm -hmm. is so interesting. Yeah. And it's so pure that I feel like, you know, vulnerability, emotional safety also comes with sometimes reparenting yourself. Right, yeah. I definitely agree with that. You would agree? Yeah. (laughs) How about we talk about ways that maybe you have worked on reparenting yourself? Um, as it okay, reparenting for myself for Enzo, or like working like what things maybe the way that you were parented that when you got older, you realized don't work out, didn't work out, and that you worked on yourself and maybe too for with Enzo that you don't do. Ooh. I don't want to have to say it. Say it. But this is vulnerability. Yes, y'all. it is. Um, and definitely have forgave her for this is my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like, oh gosh, I might cry. Okay. Um, I always felt like she chose like her boyfriend at the time um, over me. And that caused me 
okay. <laughs> it caused me to have um, abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I always told myself that I would never ever feel like, I would never have Enzo feel like I'm choosing somebody else over him. Uh-oh. It's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's one thing that I definitely was like, I never understood like, it was almost like, why am I not important enough for you to choose me? Mm -hmm. It was just like, that's why I'm just so thankful for my grandparents because if it wasn't for them, I really don't know what would have, you know, happened. Yeah. Based off the type of people she would date because it was like she was so consumed with them. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, I all I had was them. Mm -hmm. And so it just was like, that's why I just stayed with them till I was 16. Yeah. And so I always like want to make sure that Enzo knows like, I'm not choosing nobody over him. Mm -hmm. Like there was um someone who i was dealing with and i was just like they just weren't vibing with enzo and i'm just like if you can't get it together with him then shit it's not gonna work yeah period. because he's not changing yeah he doesn't need to change for you mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna force that upon him to have you around and you're acting like he's an issue mm -hmm. so if he's an issue you can go mm -hmm. that's it we don't got we stop that right. now yeah um so yeah that is one thing yeah. uh, that's really sure. good and that takes vulnerability too because <clears throat> abandonment issues are so like deep and personal yeah and to be vulnerable enough to know like you could have gone one of two ways with that you could have either known the ways that your mom hurt you and said it happened to me it could happen to him who cares type of yeah. thing or you could have done a lot of other things but I think that there's vulnerability in that because you you could maybe never get married because yeah. somebody doesn't mess with Enzo or yeah because like Enzo is a crazy <laughs> a crazy ass kid like i was like dang they're really not even gonna talk to me anymore because yeah. enzo is so wild mm -hmm. and it's just his personality that's yeah. just who he is mm -hmm. and if you can't accept that then and to have that conversation with that person is vulnerability yeah and we just talked last week about transparency and the importance of that <coughs> that goes hand in hand because you having being able to tell somebody like it's us or you walk yeah like that is a hard conversation yeah and a lot of people don't respond well to that or even like want to even have that conversation because mm -hmm. it's like dang i don't want to lose them yeah but it's like then it's like okay now you're picking them over your whoever mm -hmm. and that's just not fair to that other party that you know like for me like i'm Enzo's protector so it's just like obviously along with his dad but it's just like if I am choosing this man over my child, he's going to be looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Right. Then he's just going to continue to act up. Mm -hmm. and, and then you create that same generational cycle. Yeah. And like, I'm real big on cycle breaking. Like, if there's something that did not work before with your siblings, your parents, whatever, grandparents, like we can really take control of that and change the narrative, yeah. which it sounds like you're working towards so that's good yeah yeah 
You. I love that for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you feel like there has been a time or a situation where you were trying to be vulnerable and it like backlashed on you? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think that's happened in both my career and personally, like romantically. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of the times, times, <laughs> a lot of the times that it was not successful was because my approach to the conversation was very aggressive. But you're very outspoken too. Mm -hmm. So it's just like when you have something to say, mm -hmm. you're going to say it in the most intellectual way. Yeah. And then they're just like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah. For real, the way she approaches um, <laughs> conversations when she's very upset, she will make you feel so dumb. <laughs> how, how you speak to them it's just like I'm gonna be I'm gonna say something so intellectual that you won't even understand and that's how stupid you are. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh my god. Yeah I feel like well it was funny because um I had a family member who Okay, when I was, like, 19, I was in my, like, like grand awakening age mm -hmm. where I was, I felt so betrayed. I was alone. I was, like, just dropped in the ocean, right? Like, yeah. trying to swim, make it work. That I became really, really outspoken on, like, the bad spectrum mm -hmm. where if I wanted to talk to somebody about something, I was, like, almost aggressive. Yeah. And I had the same, like, level of intellect, but my approach was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a conversation with a family member about something, and I was just like, la, 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 right? And I'm, like, feeling like I'm really, like, putting her in her place. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up not talking for, like, two years. And, you know, it all came four or five years later where the very things that I was arguing and saying were true and valid. But the way that I approached it and the way that I spoke to her was wrong. So you can discredit yourself by coming and stepping the wrong way, right? Like yeah. if you even have all the right <laughs> agenda, you have the right thoughts, you have everything all planned out. But if you're super aggressive or overly emotional, people just immediately stop caring. Yeah. So I feel like there was a lot of times where I was times where I was stepping into vulnerability or trying to be vulnerable, but the other person didn't take me serious or it backlashed because I was too like aggressive. Yeah. And it wasn't intentional, but I had went through a phase where I literally stopped talking like for several years when I was like 10 to like 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. I was so reserved, so shy. I had no voice. And that's why when we moved to Tennessee, I really found my voice and my power because I'm like, hey, this thing works, you know what right. I'm saying? But it took me a long time to get there. So I just, once I started talking, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep talking. Hey. <laughs> right. But I had to learn that vulnerability also means you can be vulnerable with somebody without being aggressive. Yeah. And that sounds like duh. But like, I think Right, but no, it is hard because depending on how you're feeling too, mm -hmm. it's just like you're you're so worked up and you're ready to say what you want to say and you're gonna make sure they hear it where it comes off aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. Yeah, and I be feel mindful like, of how you it's not even like what you say, it's how you say it, the tone of it. Yes. And for me in the workplace, 
first of all, being black, a black woman in the workplace, whether you are in office or not, does not matter. Mm -hmm. You are always going to be seen as like the angry black woman every time. And so in the workplace and working in medicine specifically, I have to really pull back the reins Mm -hmm. to be a respectable leader because I can have, I could say the same thing as all the other managers that I work with. Yeah. And everybody's going to listen to like, you know, Sarah Jo more seriously than me because I'm like very like, this is what we're doing. Right. So I have had to master that in the workplace as well, being vulnerable because at first I've had people tell me, you know, you're so intimidating or like, we didn't know how to tell you. And I'm like, well, like this is a safe place. Right. So what, how do, what type of dynamic do I need to create for you guys to feel safe? Yeah. To come speak to me, to be transparent about <coughs> stuff. If you really want the day off because you want to go to Disney World, just say that. You don't have to lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, the more vulnerable you are, the less bullcrap you're going to have. Yeah. Because people are going to feel more safe with you. Yeah. And a lot of people lie because they're ashamed or they're scared to tell you the truth. Right. And that's why it's just, that's why, like, the, I think the last episode, like, I'm so understanding so it's just like there's no reason to lie like mm-hmm. i give you this big open space to be open and honest and you still like just the littlest stuff you gotta lie. like you forgot that little detail yeah like yeah that small detail mm-hmm. and it's the vulnerability from them isn't there because they realize that telling the truth or the full story Maybe they will be ashamed of what they did or they don't even want to say what they did out loud. So they right. they pull back on the vulnerability to try to make themselves feel better about what they did. Yeah, but really, or not have to really think about what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The less that they have to express it, the better. Yeah. So being vulnerable is not a weakness because it shows that you are strong and courageous enough to have uncomfortable conversations, to get into the nitty gritty, to have somebody check you. Yeah. Period. Like, I've been checked several times, even at the position I'm in, like, this is where you need to grow. This is how you need to help your team. This is why. And I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, we're all cool. Everybody here loves the office. They love this, this, and this. And then I realized, like, I really can still keep mastering this because the more vulnerable you are, like I just said, the more people are going to respect (coughs) you and feel comfortable with you saying, like, you know what? I appreciate you sharing this about... You don't have to overshare. Yeah. Like, like if you are trying to work on vulnerability at work or in business, period, Mm -hmm. having a good rapport with people, building, like, a small relationship with them, telling them about your kids or your life or what you're doing or your upbringing or whatever, like, little stuff like that, people really connect to that. Yeah. They want that. Yeah. They want to know that they're not working with a robot. I want to know I'm not working for somebody who's just super numbers driven. Oh, this is our goal. Like, No. I, how was your day? Yeah. How are the kids? How are the kids? How was your trip? Where's your niece and nephew? Yeah. Like, really create a safe <coughs> place because we all want to work, live, be around people who make us feel safe. Yeah. Every time. And vulnerability creates safety. But to answer your question, I don't have one specific time that that's gone awry. Yeah. But it's happened a few times. Okay. Because, you know, I'm a big dog. Bro. <laughs> right. So I actually wanted to pull up a definition. So 
of vulnerability because I think the definition of it is actually like the antonym of what we're describing. Yeah. Which is why it's so scarce. Yeah. So the definition of vulnerability is uh, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. Um, there's a couple different definitions and then there's four described types of vulnerability which is human social human slash social physical economic and cultural or environmental and that definition is why people don't like to be vulnerable yeah because you are putting your head in the space of if i do this i'm going to literally be harmed or attacked yeah physically or emotionally and as I said in the beginning, I feel like vulnerability is so scarce right now because our hearts and minds... We feel so much and we people are saying so little because, like you said, that feeling of being harmed or attacked by that other individual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're becoming like a culture sometimes it feels like where we're so emotionally turned off mm -hmm. and disconnected that we don't want to be vulnerable and when someone is vulnerable it's so foreign and you think that person's like sweet right like oh like this dude told me about blah 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 like you don't believe what somebody told me about blah 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 like that's actually normal like we're yeah. creatures who feel things yeah like, we really feel things we're supposed to mm -hmm. and I hate when like people say like, oh, he's soft, he's a simp. No, mm -hmm. it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to express how you feel. How am I supposed to know how you feel if you don't tell me? Mm -hmm. You just like, assume yeah. or because you said in your head, you think I can hear it too. Yeah. Because. That's me. I'm serious. <laughs> I was looking up, okay, this is like a little different, but I was looking up the types of love, uh -huh. right? And there's like several types of love and attachment styles, but there's the type that's called the, the hold on, starts with a V, I mm -hmm. forgot it already, but it's basically when someone has abandonment issues mm -hmm. that they will chronically and unintentionally in every relationship, not exclusive to romance, look for the ways that someone could potentially be trying to abandon them. Mm -hmm. They, like, try to abandon them first yeah. before they, yeah. Yes. And that was me for a, a very long time. It's still something that I actively have to participate in because with my parents splitting when I was really young, my dad not being a part of my life and all of those things, I became hyper aware that, unfortunately, people are going to leave you. Yeah. And it's never going to really make sense. Or you can have someone there who's not there. Yeah. And they're abandoning you emotionally. In you know, that like, way, even though they're still there. Like, yeah. people, how people try to be like, oh, even though we're together, I still feel alone. Mm -hmm. um, type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that has really damaged sometimes even good things for me because I'm just like, well, who knows? This person could wake up tomorrow and not want to be with me. Or who knows? I could get into this job and my boss flip the switch. Like, thinking like that is really damaging but it takes vulnerability to acknowledge that and want to work on it because it's so much easier to abandon and leave a relationship than to feel like you're being abandoned mm -hmm. i think i have that too <laughs> <laughs> i should look it up i'll look up the love styles but 
you know, people do leave us. That's just what it is. Yeah. And even though some things never really make sense, we never, sometimes you never get the apology that you want or have the parents step up to the plate the way that you need them to. Mm-hmm doesn't mean that you should now also be abandoning other people or almost cold-hearted yeah because that just keeps the cycle going what and we some just people just about. think like it's better to just be cold-hearted but it's really only hurting themselves mm-hmm. to be like that yes it's not ideal so i was going to say the love style that i'm describing is called the facilitator and it is described as um, you long for a close relationship, or excuse me, a close connection and relationships, but can sometimes feel let down, spending a lot of time in your head trying to process disappointments or why that person may leave you. Wow. And so, yes. It, yeah, that's like me. <laughs> for real. I'm going to look up more on here. So... This is actually from a doctor, Dr. Jocelyn Savara. She said, um, sometimes you will get almost angry or frustrated in your relationships or feel end up feeling alone. But what's really going on is that you crave connection so deeply yeah. due to abandonment that you will unintentionally, like I said, end up causing conflict because of your past yeah and you crave it so deeply that you want it to work so bad that it almost doesn't yeah and that's me well it used to be me the old me you know we're working on that now right but the feeling of closeness that i want um has i've struggled with because i always feel like you know what what if i give this person absolutely everything my last ten dollars my life marriage whatever and then they peace out on me yeah but i also came to realize and have made peace with if in the end i'm the person who is the most vulnerable i was just know you did your part connected Mm -hmm. um committed to that person yeah committed to that job if i was trying to give them emotional safety and be that person and they end up leaving or it doesn't work out then so be it yeah, just kind of let it be and not have that expectation of what you want it to be, even though you can't force it to mm-hmm. be that. You can't. Yeah. You can't. And there's certain scenarios that I've gotten out of that at first I was like, dang, I shouldn't have been that honest with them or I shouldn't have said this, this, and this. But at the same time, the people who are meant for you aren't going to leave due to a hard conversation. Yeah. Or they're not going to walk out because you didn't do two or three things to their liking. Mm. People who are meant for you, jobs, family, relationships, all of those things, they stay true. Yeah. Um, and even through the tough times or the discomfort, like what's meant for you is not gonna leave you. Yeah. And vulnerability is knowing that I may have it all out on the table. I may end up looking a little goofy on the internet, but like, I don't care. This is me. This is me. Like, I don't care as much as social media is like... Like, I just cry. Like, in front of all you people. Like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's it's that, That's life. how I feel. This is literally the point of our podcast. Is yeah. to have uncomfortable conversations. Because they're not happening. And when they are happening, it's almost like... Just talked about and cool. 
yeah God did it but, but like you really didn't dig deep into why the root of that feeling of why you feel that way or why this happened or whatever mm -hmm. I agree and also with vulnerability there can sometimes be people who are being like fake vulnerable with you which apparently I don't understand I guess how you can be fake vulnerable that doesn't make sense it's just me. like a manipulation tactic Okay. Like somebody acting as if one that they care. Okay. Or they're obvious. Yeah. They're like oversharing certain things with you to create this dynamic like like you know, here's a, an example. Okay. I had someone marry into my family, okay? who in the beginning came out and was very outspoken about their past, with their exes, their wife, their children. And I was just like, I remember being younger thinking that's really, really strange. Like, why are you giving all of this detail? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, because not that I want anybody around me or my family that's a liar or dishonest, but as it all started to unfold, it was like, okay, I get it. You overshare that information in the beginning to make it seem like you were forthcoming or honest. Yeah. But really, you're the villain. Yeah. And sometimes people will act like they're like really engaged or they really want to be there. And then they're the one who doesn't answer the phone call. They don't want to show up for anything. Mm -hmm. They don't want to participate in your life. When it all comes out, it's like, oh, you were actually not who you pretended to be and you made it seem like if you shared these deep intricate details of your life or your past that I would almost trust you more yeah but that's not the case so I think if you're gonna be vulnerable do it the right way and honestly yeah like do it because you know that you're going to be helping the scenario <coughs> you're trying to create emotional safety not because you feel like if you're vulnerable or you tell somebody something that you're going to get something out of it yeah like that's not fair yeah that's just my opinion though have the clearness in yeah i'm glad we cleared that up pseudo vulnerability fake is one of the six ways to be more vulnerable that resonated with me was having the willingness to feel pride or shame mm -hmm. baby me and shame used to be like this yeah I don't know her no more right that was so hard for me to master and learn I think over the last two years I have done a lot of things that provoked me to feel so ashamed of myself yeah and the like the dialogue that I would have in my head about like what I went through the way people perceived me the way I was going to be seen or my reputation I was just like in the shame cycle of like one day I'd be like super good like you know what it is what it is yeah I did what I did and then the next day I was like I don't even want to leave my house yeah I want to delete my Instagram black circle as my profile picture right. like that level of like down and out and then I realized like the more I talk about my experiences one the more vulnerable I'm being with people mm -hmm. I feel like you have been that way so far um being open and honest about like what you've gone through yeah and you have to talk about it and get it out 
and be honest about it so that you can alleviate that shame. Yeah. Because one of the things that kept me in a really toxic relationship romantically was we got to a point where what we were going through and what was happening in the relationship was so shameful mm -hmm. that I didn't even want to tell anybody. Yeah, right. And I was in such a bad place that I thought I might as well just see this through. Like, there's no yeah. reason to leave. Like, it is what it is. It's probably never going to get better. Like, I was so accepting of that failure of a relationship mm -hmm. that I was ashamed and shame kept me in it. And the more that I talked about it, even as I was leaving or getting ready to leave the relationship, the more empowered I felt and the more I thought... I deserve to forgive myself so that I can have a better life. Yeah. And once you break that shame cycle, you're able to create freedom for yourself mm -hmm. and for other people because my TikTok has proven to me more than anybody else on this planet that there's so many of us who go through similar scenarios who are stuck. And some of the videos that I even make on TikTok, like from earlier last year, it's almost me talking to myself. Yeah. Because of, I read a quote a few years ago that said the advice that we give other people is stuff that we wish we would have heard. Yeah. And when I create TikToks or something's put on my heart to speak about, I'm like, I don't know who might see this. Some of them get 10,000 views. Sometimes it's 250,000. But I hope that there's just one person who sees my vulnerability to talk about this. And it, like, hears you. Hears me and feels empowered to leave or do yeah. better or be like, you know what? I may not leave in February, but I want to leave in April and this is going to help me do this. Or yeah. I want to switch my career. Or they just need that. They just need to hear like the words that you're saying to feel, you know, their power and like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, that, and you have to be vulnerable to do that. Yeah. If you, you know, want to break generational curses, you have to have uncomfortable conversations. Or if you are trying to reparent yourself, know that, you know what, this might upset my parent, me talking about this, or me acknowledging the ways that my parent hurt me might make them squeamish. Mm -hmm. So be it. I have to create dialogue and, and openness and eliminate shame and that's the other thing too is if you are being vulnerable with somebody because you want them to change mm -hmm. or you are trying to initiate almost like a new version of them mm -hmm. um and they try to shame you you know you have the right to readjust you yeah. know what i mean like hey you know what i tried to tell you about i've expressed this to you on multiple occasions and you're still dismissing me mm -hmm. or my feelings so now i'm moving accordingly with mm -hmm. you absolutely every time mm -hmm. and don't let them shame you or make you feel bad about it or be like oh guys you know you just you're so emotional well you're taking it too personal yeah. like i why i didn't talk to you for three days why is that a problem oh okay okay no problem. Make it 300. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But <laughs> what are one of the ways that you are walking with vulnerability or something you want to maybe do better with being vulnerable? Uh, I guess coming out more aggressive than anything because... You don't want to be aggressive or you do? No, I don't want to be oh, aggressive. Because okay. <laughs> I feel like I get like having those conversations in my head and I was like it's working me up more and more I'm either gonna call you 
to tell you how I feel because now I'm just angry mm -hmm. or like rewriting that text over and over and over. I'm going to send you a million texts to tell you how I feel mm -hmm. and you're going to read it. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't respond, oh, okay, you must want to see me then. Not the must want to see <laughs> No, you know, for real, that happens to me. Like, oh, you don't want to text, but you must want to see me. Mm -hmm. So do it's you your choice. <laughs> but yeah. Do you feel like that's something that is acceptable? To to do? No, absolutely not. Like <laughs> See, Ooh. though, um, just do I'm as not, I say, not do as I do. Right. No, but I feel like that's a good point because finding that middle ground, like emotional regulation when you're upset about something, is something that I literally could not understand until like a year ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because my frontal lobe, whatever's finalizing up here, is right. really coming together. Because all of the scenarios where they went bad was because I was really angry. And as, even as women, we, we react off emotion. Mm -hmm. So it's just like all of these things are, I'm remembering all the things you done did. I'm thinking about everything and how you're making me feel. Now I'm coming for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something I really need to work on is the being aggressive about how I'm approaching a conversation that I want to have call me. And so they can understand how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's it doesn't hard. work out that no. way. <laughs> it doesn't. Especially, I feel like I get like that when I really, really am like deep with someone romantically. Yeah. Especially when it feels like they're playing with your feelings. Yeah, because it's like I'm telling you how I feel. And you can say you feel the same way, but you're not showing it. You can keep saying it over and over. But with if you're just saying it and not doing anything then that's going to make me more upset because now you're lying to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to be lied to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It's easy, <coughs> it's easy to, yeah, get in those scenarios for myself. Like, I, uh, there are some things that I used to do when I was in my, like, oh, you want to play with me, mode? Right. Okay. That I'm just like, that was so unnecessary. Yeah. And then afterwards, you feel ashamed. Right. You're like, in the house. Why did like, I even say that? I even jumped over there. He's still an ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted the gas. I'm I've been wasting my time doing all that screaming and yelling. Mm -hmm. and... and then they take you less serious, like I said before. Yeah. Like, if you are trying to have a real combo with somebody and you're like too much, they're just like, screw you like why would i take you serious right so i i would honestly say the same thing for me like finding a that good middle ground mm -hmm. of being stern and standing on what you say then you know yeah because yeah. i'm a, i'm i will really really get in somebody's face and right. then afterwards be like that's fine <laughs> you did you know what i mean <laughs> like why did you do all that if you were just gonna fold like yeah. those are the conversations i have with myself because it's like so you went over there and you, you know, a little tussle and all that. And you're like, okay. You're like, okay. Like, girl, please. So, right. yeah, I agree. But with all of that said, being vulnerable is not a weakness. At all. At all. And if you are working on it, stay encouraged. It's so difficult. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. You will be rejected. You'll be laughed at. The internet doesn't want you to feel like that. Everything's yeah. like... I always see all these memes. It's always like the <laughs> the memes with like Lil Durk or like Kevin Gates and they're like, trust no one. Right. Like, who hurt you? Like, right. like, really, like, I understand that 
I think everybody on this planet could go around for hours about the ways that they've been hurt, their parents, their mom, their dad. They didn't get the guidance, you know, if they wouldn't went to the transitional home when they were 14. Yeah. You know, like we can all do that. But the world is a much better place with people creating emotional safety, mm -hmm. participating in your healing, reparenting yourself saying, I didn't like this about my past so much that I'm going to intervene. I yeah. didn't like what happened with my mom. I didn't like what happened with my dad. I didn't like this. So I'm now going to take control. Like, really empower yourself. Yeah. Because there's so much going on that we can sometimes just be like, well, it is what it is. Like, that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, no. Take charge. Be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Show somebody that they will look dumb because they played with somebody who was solid or wanted to right like now you're only playing yourself only just you yeah because i did my part and you failed to mm -hmm. so sucks for you sucks for you well thank you guys so much for listening to yes. episode four next week our special guest will be on for sure be sure to follow us on socials like share comment we really appreciate you guys and i hope you have an absolutely beautiful week ahead or the rest of your week because it's gonna come on wednesday yeah, yeah the rest okay. of your week weekend and yeah thanks for guys. tuning in bye, bye. besties